folks, grab a seat and pour your drink neat as Whiskers and Whiskeys presents Tales of the Trophies, the Big 12's greatest rivalries. I'm Mike with EJ. How's it going, pal? I'll be honest with you, a bit tired. A little, a little oh, yeah. Tired. Yeah, you seem a little tired. We have, we have a little bit of pre pod chat. You seem, seem, a little, seem a little exhausted. What's going on, man? Yeah, just, uh, you know, a uh, young, young kid, and she's had a rough stretch of uh, just not like rough terrible but waking up in the middle of the night the last few few days uh, in a row so it's kind of kind of catching up but you know what we're talking college football we're talking about this beautiful weekend that's, that's coming right. and that, you bring know, it that's, back that, that that's just starting to to bring, bring that dopamine back. up a little bit there you go there you go there you go i'm yeah, trying I, so so for all the listeners, if I'm not bringing it today, just please excuse me. But I am. I'm. This has nothing to do with the trophy uh, or the rivalry we're talking about today. If my energy level is a little lower than normal, it is just. That's all right. Sorry, I've I've, I've had I've had a headache like all day. I think I need to start eating breakfast because I traditionally skip breakfast. Uh, I think I'm going to need to start eating breakfast. Get something in my in my tummy because. I don't know. I just I've had I had like a headache all day. It just did not go away. So, you know, I'm I feeling better now. Took a shower, feeling good. You know, had a nice little evening after I logged off work for a little bit. So, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna bounce back. We're gonna bounce back. But yeah, ah, yeah. Is so we have. Yeah. So we have. Um. Let's see here. I mean, <clears throat> only have uh five more weeks in the season yes teams are seven and oh am i am i right six more that? weeks six more weeks in the season because this is week it's week eight there's a buys there's buys so there's 13 okay 13 weeks total okay yeah yeah it just seems like it's just flying by here our our pick em challenge is um is getting kind of close but not like i know i had a terrible week last week um and i'm starting to slip a little bit and the leaders starting to, to pull away a little bit but uh yeah. we're all we're all within still within fi- uh striking range especially with all the the biscuit bets this year which have been the majority of them successful and there actually is another one tonight that i have not posted yet um but yeah so it, it, it's really coming down to it. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud of everyone that's, uh, that's taken part this year. It's been tough. Some of these weeks, really tough. And uh, I think we're all doing a pretty damn good job. I'd be interested to see like what the actual records are like of the, you know what I mean? Like not just how many points you got, but like your win loss with all the, the picks I feel like all of us are, you know, hit, hitting a pretty decent mark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, what um. I hit my last two biscuits. I think I did. Right. So that helped. Um, yeah. Yeah. Picking up, picking up steam a little bit here. Some last week, not, not this, well, not this past weekend, but the weekend before probably a lot of stuff went wrong. And then last week, early games, a lot of stuff, but then things kind of picked up in the evening, evening slate. I feel like, so, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's it's challenging. I will say, you know, we we just recorded our kind of preview for the um you know, our our mid season check in, right? We just did that last week for our predictions, everything, and uh, you know, some of those things I think uh, feel pretty stupid. Putting Penn State in the playoff, I uh, you know, what I feel feel kind of stupid. James Franklin just just needs to win big games. Guy just just can't do it, and they. 
I mean, gosh, they really, really could have won that game. Like, I feel like the opportunity was there. Um, just a lot of, I appreciate him being bold. I appreciate him, him trying to go for it all, but like the way the ground game was working early on, I felt like there was a couple situations where they pulled out trick plays and I feel like they didn't need to, they could have just kept pounding the rock and with Hamilton, they would have been in really good shape. Um, I mean, you're just, you know, you're getting, you're getting to the point with them though. The stats about how off, how many plays they have of 20 yards or more, forget even 40. It's getting ridiculous. It's so low. They are in the hundreds as far as, uh, you know, uh, all of F- FBS. It's what's the point of recruiting a five-star quarterback if you're not going to, like, let him Open throw the ball? Yeah. Like it's getting to a point now where if they continue to keep the training wheels on, what if you're a quarterback, why the hell would you go there? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it's just, it's, it's nonsense. You can't have such a good defense and a good offensive line and a, and a good run game and not throw the ball downfield. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's not too surprising the loss in Columbus. I think that was a, a pretty likely yeah. scenario the round Robin that we talked about where each of the, big three and the big 10 lose on the road to each other. So yeah. that's still in play. Obviously they were a rough call um, calling back that fumble uh, return away that from right that. that. It was, right was but it's a, it's, it's like a tough. Yeah. Like w- momentum swing there. But yeah. I, I mean, we'll see. It, it's just, it's still so tough to judge Michigan because they still have not played anyone or have been put into any adversary um, beside off the field. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, until, until I see them win in happy Valley, like it can still be a Penn state winning there and then Ohio state losing in Ann Arbor. So, um, but yeah, that, that was definitely disappointing because it just felt like that was the game to see what you had in Aller and Ohio state yeah. starting to let McCord throw the ball more. And it's successful because wow, they have like, you know, two first round picks and one that's going to be uh two first round receivers, a really great tight end. And then one of the receivers is going to be like a top five pick. So I think they're starting to figure it out that like, you know, you, you got to just kind of let, let these, this quarterback sling it, not just, you know, unsuccessfully run the ball. So I, uh, I also just Googled, can Penn State make the playoffs? And the first thing came up was, can Penn State beat Michigan? Uh, that's pretty funny uh, that more people are worried about that. But let's see. I think that they still have a shot. Well, that's what I'm curious about. How Penn State can make it to the Big Ten championship game? They, it's not. They, I, okay. I think I think we had talked about it, like, because of their weak schedule, weak in quotations because they – drew Northwestern as the um, one of the West Big Ten West crossovers uh, they would lose that tiebreaker between the three of them yeah so Penn, Penn State's yeah yeah Penn what hold on oh wait hold on Penn State's non-divisional so the fifth tiebreaker is the cumulative record against non-divisional conference opponents Penn State's were Illinois Northwestern and Iowa uh and it's like Illinois is not having a great year. I mean, Northwestern's doing a little better, I guess, right? They won at least one or two. Um, yeah. So it's not like an offer, but I, I have to imagine that 
I think Michigan had, I mean, Minnesota's not great, but I think they still have a third win and Nebraska's going to probably have a third win, fourth win, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure who Ohio state drew on the West this year. Um, Wisconsin, I think they play Wisconsin this week, actually, in um, in Madison. So let's see. The Ohio State has Minnesota. Uh, Ohio State has. Let's see. Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. That's probably going to be pretty big. Oh, the problem is they're. In this scenario, they lose to Michigan, so then they lose that oh, tiebreaker there. Do, so, do they have Minnesota? Sorry, I, I'm having trouble deciphering this. What is this? What's happening? Oh, hold on. No, hold on, hold on. Minnesota, they play on November 18th. Wisconsin, they play this week. I don't think they have Iowa. Is Purdue? On their side? They're in the West. Yeah, well, yeah, it, depending on who you meant by there, but yes. They're uh, the, the West, West, the West, right? Yes. So it's Purdue, it's Purdue, Wisconsin, and Minnesota is who they have. They don't yeah, have so, Iowa. Yeah. So I think in this, for Penn State to make it, I mean, it, they would probably obviously need to beat Michigan. They would need Ohio State to probably catch a second loss. So then you can try and make that argument that they're the one loss Big Ten school that didn't get to the, the the conference championship game like Ohio State. But in order for that to happen, you need all the other conference, uh, um, you know, leaders and or second place teams to to have probably two losses. I mean, it's tough. I Texas mm-hmm. now lost Quinn Ewers, so it's it's arch time. Um, that's that's going to be probably pretty tough for them to, yeah, to, to point overcome. Out? Uh, it's an AC joint. I think that's what hurt them last time. So I, I'm not sure, but it's probably not looking great, especially with the way that Washington and Oregon are playing. I mean, even yeah. Oklahoma, right? Even if they drop one, they're still in a good spot because uh, of winning that. They're going to drop one to UCF. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered, but like right. Florida yeah, State can drop, you know, at least one and be okay. And then the SEC, if it's a one-loss SEC, so it it would be a really tough road. It's not impossible because mm-hmm. a lot of these schools could catch a second loss, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's not looking great. You pretty much have to with Penn State, you're likely to need Ohio State to get a second loss so that it's just a head-to-head with Michigan in, yeah. in the case that they win, right? So, yeah. I we'll guess uh, I guess we'll see, but yeah, I mean, it'll be just interesting to see how all of this unfolds. It's still crazy and also great that it, it's still very much up in the air for any of the four. I don't think there's one team that you can just guarantee at this point in time will be there. No, 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 certainly not. Yeah, and uh, I mean, things got simpler in the ACC too. You know, with uh, Duke <laughs> losing to. Virginia, I mean North Carolina, or or sorry, yeah, North Carolina and losing but to then Virginia. Duke lost to Florida State, which kind Duke, of put them yeah. out of it too. Well, yeah, 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 and not nearly as embarrassing. That's like, no, I, no, no. hey, I told you last week, North Carolina, I, I poo pooed them having any shot, and you go out and lose to Virginia, and uh, th- thanks, prove me right. So there we go. 
But do, if they get Florida State, it's still not, they're not out of it. They beat Florida State and they're in the championship game. Like you can still drop the one. I mean, I know it's not great yeah. to lose to Virginia and the likelihood that they'll beat, you know, Florida State because of that is, you know, maybe not as high as it was before. But yeah, I don't know. You never know. Well, the ACC, man. ACC goes one, two, right? Or do they have yeah, they, divisions? They scrapped the divisions for this year. I'm right. Sure. That's what I thought. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I if if North Carolina were to win the ACC with one loss, I would very much. <laughs> I there are many teams I would put into the playoff over them. So I'll say that. So. Ah, uh, okay. Why don't we talk about the trophy and the rivalry? So we are talking about the battle for the saddle trophy, and that game is played between the TCU Horned Frogs and the Texas Tech. Red Raiders. Love it. So in the spirit of we've done a ton of Texas things already. Again, it's the saddle trophy, which means that we have to do rodeo, which you've been to one, correct? Uh what did you where did what did you go to in Iowa whenever you were? Oh, that was that was just some left hand turning, man. That was that was dirt that was uh that was dirt track racing. Okay, okay. I wasn't trying. I knew you did something random in Iowa. That was just some left turning. Yeah, that was uh that was good stuff. But I mean I've been to I've not been to a rodeo. I've been to state fairs that like have rodeo components, but I've not been to a uh to a just a flat out rodeo. A little fun fact, Kelly actually has when uh, really? she went on a girl's trip to Houston and went to a rodeo. Damn, that's when she do that. That's pretty fun. Our senior year, junior year, senior year. I think it was our senior year of, huh. of college. Damn, I know. that's cool. So let's do a little bit of uh, rodeo trivia. Let's I only got four it. questions this week. And, uh, I just couldn't find five good ones. So I thought I would just stick to four. That's all right. That's fine. All right. Question number one. It's all about quality, EJ, not quantity. That's that's what I was thinking, and I was yeah. a little tired. So uh, question number one. <laughs> William F. Cody, also known as Buffalo Bill, created the first major U.S. rodeo and Wild West show in 1882 in what state? Was it A, Texas, B, Oklahoma, C, Nebraska, or D, Montana? So whenever I went to Colorado as a kid, there was a Buffalo Bill or there was, I don't know if it was a Buffalo Bill museum or if it was, uh, I don't know if it was a museum just for him or if he was featured prominently or what. So if you had thrown Colorado in as an answer, I definitely would have said Colorado, but clearly it's not here. I mean, given we're talking about TCU and, and Texas Tech, I want to say Texas but that feels like the obvious answer. But I also don't want to. Sometimes the obvious answer is the right answer, so I'm just gonna say Texas. That unfortunately is incorrect. That was mm-hmm. a red herring. Uh, it is C, Nebraska. Oh, so I wouldn't have guessed that. I, Oklahoma was my backup guess, but okay, okay. And ne- North Platte. Nebraska. Now huh. there is debate on where the very first rodeo, this is like first US major rodeo. Um mm-hmm. there is debate on whether or not it was even in the country. Some um there there's quite an argument to be made that the first rodeo was in Mexico. But oh. um, 
but yeah, I know. Yeah. So, but the first major U.S. rodeo is credited to Buffalo Bill uh, and Nebraska. Works for me. Right. Question number two. In bull riding, one of the portions of a rodeo, a 100-point score is considered a perfect score. In the history of bull riding, how many perfect scores have been awarded? Is it A, 0, B, 1, C, 2, D, 3? Is there a movie called Perfect Ride or something like that? Or eight sec? I don't know. I think there's a movie. Which, if there's a movie, maybe there's just one. This is low. I mean, it's either, you know, not very many. I'll say one. I'll say one. You are correct. There we go. <laughs> is there ninth- a movie? Uh, there could be, uh, I would imagine so, because in 1991, Wade Leslie scored the only 100-point bull ride in the history of rodeo, and that still stands today. Uh, no, there is not. Uh, <laughs> there's the longest ride. Uh, let's see. Yeah. You know what? Um, I'm not going to Google perfect ride anymore because <laughs> I might get some websites that I shouldn't be clicking on. So there. Okay, question number three. Rodeo is the official state sport of what two states? And this is just fill in the blank. Um, this is just fill in the blank. Which two states is it the I guess, official sport? I guess an argument could be made for Nebraska, given you know it started there. But uh, I am going to say... I'm gonna say just Texas and Oklahoma. That that sounds good. That feels good. I I would say that my uh, if I had if I had to give a backup answer, uh, New Mexico is also in my brain. Could just be because of you know New Mexico being the first. Uh, but let's go let's go Texas and Oklahoma. So one of those is correct. The other one is not. Okay. So Texas is, which okay. is pretty crazy considering football and 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 all the other sports, baseball. Um, that's pretty popular in Texas, but the other state is Wyoming. Oh, the, okay. The Cowboys. Yeah, there we go. All right. All right. And question number four, this nine day rodeo, which takes place in late July is the largest outdoor rodeo in the country. What city does it take place in? Is it a Cheyenne B Casper? C, Dallas, or D, Austin? Shocker that it's in one of the two official states. Yeah. I mean, I want to say, I don't think it's Austin. Mm. (laughs) Is there more space in Austin? But Dallas, that that just sounds right. But Dallas is very metropolitan. Uh, I have no idea about Cheyenne or Casper, what they're like. Let's say, let's do Dallas. Uh, Dallas, yeah. Well, Mike, if you were to go to Cheyenne in July, you would know what it's all about. 
Is it, it is, Cheyenne? It is hey, the Cheyenne Frontier Days is dubbed as the daddy of them all. Rodeo. Yeah, there we go. I Cheyenne was the one I was I was thinking, uh, like especially given this is state sport. Like God, but you know what? I just I I just really wanted an answer to be related to Texas. I I mean I just <laughs> I guess I guess Texas. I went for th- Texas on three of these four questions, so <laughs> didn't really turn out for me too well. So. Okay. That's all right. You all still right. you still nailed the one though. You still yeah, still nailed the perfect I got, score. I got the perfect score. So there we go. All one, right. One point five out four. Not bad. Not good. But not bad. This is this is the saddle trophy. So mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what you think this looks like. Gosh. Uh well, I'm guessing it's a saddle. Uh, but what type of saddle? It's a fair, it's a fair question. Yeah. Fair guess. Um could it be like a bust of the st- like a you know bronze uh saddle? No, I don't think so. I think that this is a uh like a nice like just a like a, a leather saddle, you know, uh leather, some type of like animal hide. I hope it sits on some something, some type of like you know base with like the scores on it, and you take the saddle off parade around the field that that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking it's probably like a brown leather maybe with some like some bronzed parts of it that's what i'm thinking as far as the okay saddle goes. all right we will see if you are correct in a little bit so i want to give you a little bit of history of the rivalry so the first matchup between these two schools was in 1926 tcu won that match 28 to 16 and ended up winning the first five meetings However, Texas Tech holds the overall series lead, uh, 32 wins to 30 losses to three ties. So very even. Uh, The teams have met on the gridiron in 63 games since 19, um, or it's not 63 anymore, 65. Um, 65 games since 1926, but the trophy wasn't introduced until 40 years later. This game was also referred to as the West Texas Championship. The rivalry's name was coined from Lubbock's geography and Fort Worth's motto, where the West begins. Nice. Yes, because Lubbock is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like you think, like Texas is obviously huge, but the majority yeah. of it is central to east, right? Yeah. You have a little triangle with the the, the major cities there, and then you kind of have like Waco's kind of in the middle of nowhere-ish, but still in the realm there. Lubbock is just by itself. Out there, yeah. <laughs> Out there. All right, scroll down. Tell me what you see. Let the listeners know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's nice. Like. That's nice. So it's like a wooden, uh, I guess, like a little like hobby horse-like stand um, with the yep with a with a leather saddle on top of it oh and it has uh etched into it west texas championship the little like stand has uh wax is it's a wooden stand it has west texas championship uh etched into it there are little plaques for each year that in which the game was played and i really like this touch there's uh it's uh, vertically tech and at the sea a horizontal uh tcu intersects with this with the uh with the c and then the t e h and tech is red and then tcu is purple that's a nice color combination by the way purple and red purple and orange that's great oh and then on the saddle too they have the same little logo there of tech and tcu and it's nice like western uh uh 
font that's um, embroidered onto the saddle, uh, into the seat. So there's West Texas Championship, and then Tech and TCU, that little logo uh, embroidered into the seat. And it is, uh, it's like a nice, nice like caramel colored leather. And then the embroidery is like a nice dark brown mahogany type of leather. This is a nice, it's a nice looking saddle. I mean, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, it's, oh, it comes in its own carrying case, like a wooden box carrying case. And yes, they do parade it around the field. This is nice. This, I like this. This is nice. This is a nice trophy. It, it it is it is a a really good one i didn't appreciate that like carrying box because that has like at least i can see in one picture tcu carved in the side of it so this it is does. very much like for this purpose not just yeah. some random like um you know storage container that will uh will transport it so from 1926 through 1955 TCU and Texas Tech's uh, frequently played as non-conference opponents, but in 1956, Texas Tech joined the Southwest Conference and the teams played annually as conference opponents, except in 1957, um, as Texas Tech was not a full member of uh, the Southwest Conference until 1960. Uh, and that uh, those two were conference foes until the conference uh, dissolved in 1995. After it dissolved, the teams played a home and home series in 2006 and or in 2004 and in 2006 with the home team winning each uh, time. So tech in uh, 04 and TCU in 06. And then in 2012, TCU joined the big 12 conference and the teams renewed their annual robbery. So this has been a nice little um, back and forth. And this is also a rivalry that has uh it has and will survive conference realignment which is exciting love it so the trophy the west texas championship or the saddle trophy was first awarded from 1961 through 1970 uh during that 10-year stretch the schools split the series evenly five to five and unfortunately the trophy was lost and the rivalry name disappeared for decades uh, until the moniker and the trophy were reintroduced back in 2017. And the new saddle, which is what you saw, and it does look very, very new, um, was created by M.L. Letty's Boots and Saddlery in Fort Worth. And it sits on a stand that includes, like you said, the logos from both TCU and Texas Tech and the scores uh, for all of the the. Um, appearances all the games that they've played was represented on the stand uh and that trophy plates to equal it looks like a hundred years so they have enough space for about i mean what's that math 30 35 more is that what it is yeah is yeah 65 so, yeah so i i think it's interesting like ml letty is a, that's a great name uh for for someone like ml letty sounds like he's a, should absolutely be making boots and, and and saddles in the Fort Worth area. Uh so it was lost and the rivalry name itself too like disappeared. People were like, ah, oh, well, whatever. It until 2017. Like what what happened there? That's a great question. And honestly, as you can see in the document and <laughs> Uh, in our show notes, and as I'm about to tell the listeners, that's all I could find. And there were quite a few wow. 
Uh, most of the articles that I could find were after the renewal, right? Like, yeah. oh, this is uh -huh. bringing it back. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't a ton of like rich history on like one, what it looked like before, um, what happened in between. I mean, it's not an annual until until they both joined the conference. Um, I, I guess they got like what what I say about um, let's see here. Sorry, I gotta scroll. So 50, so 60 to 95. So they got about 35 years continuous and then a gap for another um, nine. You know what I mean? And so I, I don't know if it just was one of those things where, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really explain why wow. at least they even didn't keep the name. I can understand where it's like, oh, the trophy's gone. Maybe not as big of a deal. Um, mm -hmm. for them, which stinks because trophies are awesome, especially when we've just yeah. had back to back yeah. crazy trophies and the Heartland Trophy. Sorry, I well, Iowa won that one and then got robbed in the second mm. one for the most important trophy we've they had. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They did that's, not get robbed. I, I'm no. sorry, but when when Floyd is on the line, listen, you listen, can't. Listen, you can't. Listen, you can't. PJ Flack explained it very well. And oh, the, the winning coach. Hey, Shocker. hey, hey, hey. I, I was telling someone else this today. Like, if we're talking about, like, you know, PJ Fleck, Nick Saban, and Kirk Herbstreit are my North Stars of college football. In <laughs> fact, if I had to, I would say Nick Saban is lawful good, Kirk Herbstreit is neutral good, and then PJ Fleck is chaotic good. On the other side, you know, we have probably Jim Harbaugh's lawful evil. Um, Ryan Day is neutral evil, and and Brian Kelly and Dabo Sweeney are both tied for chaotic evil. So that that's kind of how I I scale my coaches. So and PJ Fleck, his explanation is is accurate as with the law as as how the the rule is written. You can't just people think of a fair catch as this. If you poison or Peter a ball, and you know to get away from it, right? And you're doing this, right? Like to get people away from it, you can't advance it. That's how the rule's written. It happened to Tennessee in the Alabama game. And and big dumb doofus Josh Heupel's like, I don't know if you saw his interview. They're like, what'd you think about the officiating? And he just sat there not saying anything for 10 seconds. He's like, next question. Is that is that sound sufficient for, for how I feel? Uh, so would for, your opinion have been different after had that not after uh, after a 20 to 7 lead at halftime and then I just got out coached like crazy but gosh darn it these officials they're just all on Bama they're all gumpers it I I think your opinion has something to do with the fact that it was like in your game that you cared about as well had that not happened in Bama and Tennessee you probably might be feeling different well, I mean I saw it happen during that game and then I saw it happen here and if that, if the rule is that, which I understand the rule to be that, that you can't poison or Peter a ball, then yeah, you shouldn't I mean, be able you to can, You just it. can't do the motion, right? You could scream it all you want. Yeah. You yeah. You can motion. yell. You can even point at it. You can even point at the ball, but you can't do the get away. And then with the hand motion to get people out of the way and then pick up and advance it. I, I, I have a problem with two parts of that. One, of all the things that aren't reviewable in college football or in the NFL, that's reviewable, ridiculous, of all the why, things that why, should why, be. Why, why, how is that reviewable, though? 
It is. That's like, what they did. That's what they went back and reviewed it. So they, it wasn't just that they, but I, I mean, like, how, how is that? How is that? How is that? How do you think that? The, I'm sorry. I phrased that poorly. How do you feel like the review should have overturned it? I think that that, or should have, all, it should have, kept I don't think it should have field. been reviewable. I, I think whatever was called, which was touchdown, should have been stood. Like, I think that that's ridiculous. Of all the things that should be reviewable and should actually have, take the the ref's time to get correct that that should not be on the list so that happens clearly often he he very clearly made the sign but i'm saying like there are all there are so many other fouls or things that should be reviewable that should i'm shocked that that of all the things that happens once every okay twice every 10 years that they actually need to review a play like that 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 is in the rule book of being reviewable well that that blows my mind versus other things he still did the thing he still did the thing that was illegal so okay and the fact that that's illegal because i mean i have a pair of eyeballs i think there's a huge difference between a two-hand x and a one hand over the top of your head. I think there, I know that that's written in the rules, but I think there is a clear, I, I'm not doing this when I'm catching a, uh, because, because then if you're opening it up for all types of like, you know, cause someone could go like this and they could be like, no, I was going like this, you know, that's like, fine. Then they should be able to get the shit rocked out of them is the honest the truth. It should be, unless it's a clear but, over the head wave, you are open to get your shit no, rocked. Well, it, what I'm if what I'm saying if Simple. you make any hand motion other than pointing at the ball or shouting, right? Then it's like that is very clear. If not, it's I, like. I, but then you, you know, could make the argument. So so you're saying you're tricking the team. Do you trick the team when you run to the, the rule, left if the EJ, ball is to the kick the to rule, the right? If like, the rule, if you if you are reading I'm the it's rule a stupid, book, I'm, I'm, if, no, well then that's take fine. out. Then take out. Yes. If because yes. if, if you're reading the rule book, it's like okay, that's fine. He went that's like fine. This. It's not. Yes. And then you stop playing, then the ball should stay where it is. That's that's fine. If it's it's written in the rule book, that's fine. I think one, it shouldn't be reviewed. I think there should be about fifteen other things. If you're going to make that reviewable, there should be plenty of other things that should be reviewable that aren't one. And two, I don't think that should be (laughs) written in the rule book. I think that's a stupid rule. I think if you, I think there should be a very clear, like you have to have your hand over your head. And if that's not, if you do, even if you don't make it, then they, they can just hit you flat out. But there's, but there's, so number one, it's a player safety thing. Because a, you could light the guy up. Well, I, I, hey, you could light the guy up and, and they could be like, oh, I thought he was going like this. And, and not because they don't always get all the way over. Sometimes they'll just go like this, you know. So make it get all the way over. That that would be more acceptable to me than this. I have, uh, you know, what a poison call looks like. I don't think if I'm a gunner, I'm confusing poison, 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 poison. But you're, it's not, it's not, catch. it's not, it's not just the gunner, too. It's if, if you are like being blocked or the gunner, too. If you're being blocked and you're like trying to look at this guy, like if there's someone trying to block you in the way, if you see some type of hand motion, like it's going quick, it has to be very clear. If there's any type of hand motion, that the play will be dead at that point. It can't be like, well, if he goes like this but has two fingers in the air instead of one, it you know, it 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 is dead ball. 
Sorry, I, I guess I thought these guys were like, you know, top of the line athletes. I can't decide. Rather boat Sky Umako Gophers. That's why I got to say, baby. It's ridiculous. It was an electrifying end to the game. And first off, you don't punt to Dijon. He literally returned a fucking punt the week before to win the game against Michigan State. So one, Sky Umako sucks <laughs> balls because they shouldn't have punted <laughs> to him anyway. And two, you should be punished for that. Like, it's ridiculous. Give me a break. No. Tackle him. Tackle him. No. So you're what? telling me that everyone on the, the field, rule is every that player on I or on Minnesota went. That guy was a, that was a fair catch. Yep. So everyone stopped playing. Right. No, no, I'm not no one that. tried. To I'm not saying it. that. But the rule is the rule is the rule. It's if ridiculous. it's a stupid rule, they'll change it next year. It's a stupid rule. Well, and it should not be reviewable. They didn't hey. call it on the field. If the refs weren't good enough to the refs didn't even see a problem with it. So I'm sorry when the refs well, they clearly on the field, did. They clearly did because no. they reviewed it. New York they, did and that, said, hey, the guys, you don't The problem that. is that the ref should have blown the play dead. The ref should have yes, should have blown it, the play dead. Wrong. And not even wrong. let just that play like, happen because that's the problem. They didn't get wrong. They got right. They went back just, and they reviewed just, and got right. No, no, they no. Got they, right. There's a difference between someone calling in just like all of like, give me a break, pass interference, defensive holding. I mean, I can go with roughing the passer. There are so many intentional grounding that don't get aren't reviewable that should be reviewable when they fuck up. I I, I agree with you. I'm fine with this being. But this one is. I'm fine with it. Fine with it being reviewable. Ridiculous. It is what it is, man. Rules it's, rule. It's, it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, well, then that took. That was a terrible ending to a fantastic. I enjoyed it for I enjoyed the it. amazing trophy. And, you know, when PJ Fleck ends up taking over for Michigan, Floyd and Gold, six Floyd and, and six besties. Uh, once like Harbaugh this. gets kicked out of the league, you know, this. there it is. Floyd and Goldie besties. Yeah. I love it. Don't doesn't deserve to be there, but that's fine. Well, Barber. Well, I mean, it's stupid vests. All right. You're just blowing the, blowing the play dead. Let's yeah, exactly. The refs stink. They didn't they didn't even know the rules. It had to be someone else that was like pulling out the rule book and you know going to page, you know, 999 where it says, Oh, by the way, it's this rule, and then we are we can review it. Well, well it happened in another game that day, so it's it's pretty common. People should read the rules more. That's you know clearly save it, save MPJ's teams too. So yeah, that's what it is. Anyways, rankings for the trophy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad we fit that in there. Uh, okay. Um, gosh, Sal Trophy. Uh, gosh, you know, Big 12 is bringing some heat. I, I just, I want to start by saying that Big 12 is bringing some heat, maybe better trophies than, are we going to have to tier the conferences? Because, like, boy, they're like the highs of the Big 10 are great, but like, boy, they're like beating the brakes off of like the sec in my opinion and it's pretty close for them in the big 10 at this point um i mean at this point i feel like we have to rank like writers like the 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 media and the journalists for the big 12 because you guys have done a shit job of really selling what these trophies mean to the schools mm -hmm. big 10 i can pull up probably 12 out of like the 20 one first off just the the fear the the Every game, pretty much every game beside the game, which is ridiculous, but we might be able to change that. Um, mm. That has a trophy. Everyone has a trophy and everyone has a rich history. Every mm -hmm. one of them, even the new ones, even the ones mm -hmm. that were created from fans messing around with a mascot. Right. Yeah. Like all of them have a rich 
written history. Big 12. No one, no one writes about it. You guys need to step up your game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Because you are right. This conference should get so many flowers for the trophies that they have within it. Yeah. And it is a goddamn shame that they don't get highlighted appropriately. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, All right. So looks. I mean, I really like it. I'm going to give it a five. I mean, I love the saddle. You know, I love the embroidery. I love the stand that's on. I, I take it off, carry it around the field. Like, there's no need for it to be, like, super heavy because it's a, it's a saddle. And, like, it, it is what it is. Saddle trophy? Sure is, right? Now, that being said, so that I'm not, people don't accuse me of just being some type of, you know, uh, you know, super soft on these trophies. History? One. I I think it's ridiculous that they lost the trophy in 1970 and they're just like, whoops. Uh, it would be a zero if not for the fact that they at least brought it back, right? And they put some good effort into it. So uh, one, uh, you know, just just bad, bad, bad job, Texas Tech and Red and uh, and TC of the 70s. Bad, good, good job bringing it back as it should be back. It should never have been lost in the first place. Rivalry itself. Um, and both have good teams, explosive offenses. Uh, don't know how hated the rivalry is, right? Because like TCU, we've talked about them already. You know, they have some other rivals that it's pretty clear they're trying to go against. And Texas Tech, I don't know. I mean, who's who's I guess they obviously, you know, them in Texas. But they're not Texas's premier rival. Maybe they're. I think they're, they're Baylor's, like, okay. but there's not a trophy. What's that? I think they're Baylor's, but they're not a trophy. I think that's mm. a pretty heated rivalry between Texas Tech and Baylor. I some I some, for some reason associate Texas Tech and Oklahoma State too. Maybe it's just because of Red Red Raiders and Cowboys. But are they? Do they have a trophy? Essentially, I don't. Rem- I remember what the trophies are that we have left. I don't remember who participates in all of them. I got a good idea for that trophy, that gunslinger trophy. Like that's that's what they should have a rivalry game. It should be called like the gun the 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 gunslinger trophy or like high new at the OK Corral or something like that. Like that would be a great name for that rivalry. And you just have you know a couple gunslingers going at that would be awesome. Uh, got some trophy I mean- ideas for that too. Yeah, I mean, I can actually just answer this question for you. But I'll, uh, as as you're as you're searching that uh, for the rivalry itself, we'll go with the three because I think you know that clearly there's something there. You know the 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 you know the the West Texas, uh, what's it called? What's it called again? The the West Texas West uh, Championship. West Texas Championship. Eh, that's pretty good. We'll we'll put it at three. Competitiveness. Um, I mean, gosh, from year to year, right? Texas and T- Texas Tech and TCU, they're like, ah, it's always something. Texas Tech's one of those teams is always feisty, you know, and TCU's been pretty solid for the past several years. Um, so it's always, especially if it's a night in love, like you never count them out. So I'll go with 3.5 on the competitiveness. And, uh, you know, we'll call this a, um, we'll call this a mid-tier. We'll call this a mid-tier. Love the trophy though. Love the trophy. Some of the things surrounding it could be a little bit better. Just not as good as I'm just comparing it to you know other 
big 12 rivalries and things like that. And and it's just, it's gotta be in the mid. So what do you got pal? Okay. Yeah. I mean, for looks, this just is one of, uh, I just feel like the big 12 has really hurt us. You know, they, they, they hear us. It is not yeah. only unique, not only relevant to the state because it is an, the official sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also looks fantastic and can come off of its mouth. It's it's literally the only the thing box. it's missing. We forgot about the box that comes and, in and too. the box. I, it, yeah. It's a I mean it's just it's a five. It, what, it's, what's missing? You, what was the only thing that's missing? Uh, just a way to use it, I guess. Like I think <laughs> it would probably be weird to to saddle up a teammate, but um, <laughs> I think that's about the only thing. Right? Like a hat you can wear, or whatever. Some of the other stuff you can yield, or whatever the situation might be. The um, the, the kicker gets to ride around on the nose tackle right. around the stadium. Yeah. And maybe it does happen, but I think that's it. I, I would say the history, I'm with you. I, I'm going to go like a 1.5. And it's just the fact that like they lost the trophy and then had like a solid 30 plus years of being conference foes and playing mm-hmm. annually. And it's like, how did you not think to that just made me think that the and again, don't kill us here, Texas Tech or TCU fans. Please just um, enlighten us. We're ignorant want, to this. I clearly. want a good reason. I, the score can be changed, but I want a good reason as to why we didn't put the time and effort in for 30 effing years. Right. That makes me back. think like the fans don't um, don't value the rivalry, yeah. and I don't know that that's factual. That's just based yeah. on the evidence we've seen based on our Midwestern love and the fact that that is the birthplace and like the Holy grail so far of college football trophies, like that, they don't mess around. Like they need it. They want it. And it just seems like maybe while the football and the games are very important, clearly in Texas, the trophy in this case felt lost. And that's a shame because I don't care what it looked like the first time. It still would have been awesome. You're telling me two teams in Indiana can carry around a dumpy old bucket for the better part of a century, yeah. and you guys can't hold on to an effing saddle? Yeah. For 30 years, you forget about yeah. a saddle? Unexcusable. Inexcusable. It's not, it wasn't Inexcusable. even just, yeah, it wasn't even just 30. It was even more than that, like that they had lost it. What would what, what, I say? It was I 70 to, to 17, so it was what? Boy, hold on. Is it more Almost than Almost 50. 50, 47 years. We can't yeah. do math on this podcast. 47 years. Yeah. Four, uh, yeah. Half a century. And, and 30 of it, you were like playing on it. It would be different if you were playing sparsely fine. You were yeah. conference foes for 30 of those half years. Half a century. You forget yeah. about a trophy. Yeah. And yeah. two teams in Indiana are carrying a basketball state are carrying around an effing dumpy old bucket. Shame yeah. on you. Shame on you. I agree. Texas. Um, so for the rivalry, I, I again, like we don't have a ton of information. I, I'm going to go three and a half just based on I it should be lower based on what we have. But I just want to believe that a two schools in Texas that have been conference foes for 30 years and now re uh, were enough, wanted the game enough to do a home and a home after that. And then now there've been conference foes again for 11 years. Like 
I just want to believe that it's got to mean something, right? Yeah. And I can't yeah. tell you off the top of my head who the other's top rival would be. I think Baylor's one of their two. I can't, I really think it's tech. Um, but again, like the, just the fact that I don't know that, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, I, I, I don't want to completely tank that rating. I want to say three and a half. Mm. I hope it's closer to a four and a half, but just don't know competitiveness. I mean, it, it's it, the numbers are pretty even. I'd say recently, um, TCU's one, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bit. of the last nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, okay, we'll go back to yeah, so they've won four, five, six, seven of the last 11 since they've been in the Big 12 together. Mm-hmm. So, um, TCU's been a little bit, but still, that's not terrible. And a, and a lot yeah. of these games, it's like TCU won 55 to 52. We've had some overtimes 31 to 33. So, a lot of 24 to or 34 to 24. So, a lot of these have been close. So, I'm going to say competitiveness, we'll say four. I, I think it is pretty competitive. I mean, it's dead even in the series and even recently um it's been pretty even here as well um and then overall i mean i i, I want to put it in the top but i think because we have too much information missing i mean it looks it's looks wise it's there clearly fives are, are at the top but i'll put middle as well i'll put it on the middle to upper tier um but I think we just need more information. And please, if you're listening here, I mean, I don't know how many listeners we have in Texas, but uh, please let us know it, what this means to you. If you're a fan of one of those two schools, um, any kind of additional history, because it was just really hard to find uh, just how intense this rivalry is. And I be- I want to believe that two schools in Texas, you know, hate each other right like i want to believe that this is more than what's been reported and if you are just by any chance someone like in the dallas or fort worth news or whatever the hell it is or in lubbock like please hunt this down and please write uh, an article outlining the history of this wonderful trophy because it is awesome we want to believe we very much want to believe that is for damn sure so yeah um Gosh, I just a basketball state with a bucket. Crazy. Anyways, uh, Um, and and then I just want to verify here. I'm I'm fairly certain. I'm like ninety eight percent certain that this game will not be played. So because the Big Twelve doesn't have conferences, they can only play so many of each other, which means that. Um, this isn't like a protected robbery. It'll be interesting to see if they change that with their new additions. Mm-hmm. But I'm fairly, I'm like 90% certain this is, game will not be played this year. But just let me double check. Real. Yeah, this has been a pretty long episode because of the tangents that we've gone in onto. I will say that I, I just, I just looked at the time. Boy, we really, we got into, we really covered some ground here. I, I will say, um, as you're looking to see yes. whether or not it's played this year. Oh, um, son of a bitch. It is. <laughs> I, I'm, gl- I'm glad I looked. Oh, what in the hell? Then I'm going to, Oh, you know what? Hold on. I, okay. So I did flag this as played this year. I, I see. So 
just for the listeners, obviously you're well aware, we really try to do these episodes um, the same week that the games are being played. In this particular case, this game is trumped by a little game called Bedlam, um, ah. which will be the last Bedlam for ah. the foreseeable future next week. So this game will be played next week. Uh, so not this current weekend um, of taping. It will, will be played um, just so I give you guys the information. So it is on Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Maybe a Ooh. little biscuit play here. Thursday, November 2nd. It is a 7 o'clock game in Lubbock on FS1. Time in Lubbock. That's gonna uh, be a hard one to pass up. What's what's the spread? That's gonna be a hard one to pass up. Putting a couple Come on. dollars on. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. So okay. I'm I'm glad I'm glad I found that because I that that makes sense. That obviously I know why I didn't put it that weekend. I just usually denote that in the spreadsheet I make at the beginning of the season, but I did not denote that it was. But you're tired England. tonight, so you know, I, I am. But I but I was aware enough to double check, and I'm glad. I double check. So this game will be played on November 2nd, Thursday night game in Lubbock. Um, Mike, real quick before we finish here, is there anything you would change um, about this trophy or its presentation since we've kind of expanded this beyond just what it looks like? You know, realistically, no, but something to be fun uh, is if <laughs> I'd like to see, you know, a big, like bronze statue of a of a bucking bronco ha- harrowing back to the rodeo and and depending upon who wins we attach either you know a red raider shooting up guns or or a little frog in a cowboy outfit waving a hat around wouldn't that wouldn't that just be a blast riding the horse like that i think i don't know how you do it i don't know how you no attach frog. things to to bronze to bronze to, yeah, just have hypno toad attached to it uh, I don't know how you would attach things to a bronze statue like that, but um, seems like that'd be cool. I, I I really wouldn't take that over over this because I think this is really great. But you know, I I am gonna piggyback on your idea. I think piggyback. each I think each school should have a designated. I don't know if you want to call it a statue. I don't know if I want to call it a dummy. I don't want to call it a doll. But when they they win it. TCU has a frog that they place on the saddle. So they have like some sort of like, I want to say Velcro, but some sort of more, um, yeah, a sophisticated way to attach their logo, but it, it'd be like a solid four foot frog that, that gets on that saddle. And when they display it at their school, like that's it. And then the same thing for the red Raiders, right? They'd have well, a cowboy just, guns just, up, right? If you're just displaying it, I mean, yes. if you just have it sitting there. You can just have yes. the thing sit on the saddle. Like you could just have like a big doll that you essentially sit yes. on the saddle. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that sucker's not going anywhere. Prop no. up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I would add. I would say yeah. like on the field, that's fine. You have the nice stand. I would hope that it's displayed in both schools when they do win it. Otherwise, it's a waste of the stand because they don't carry that on the field. They just carry. Well, the they have a box. Saddle. Right. They, they do have a box. They so just keep I, it in the box in the trophy case. <laughs> so if you're going to put it on display, which I hope you do, just throw throw a little doll on there. Throw throw a little and name them. You know, like Frankie the Frog. I don't know what. I'm sure there's the 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 guns up guy probably has the cowboy probably has um a nickname that we are just uh, unaware of. But yeah. that, that's what I do. You know. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I just anything for a frog. 
the masked raider is his name okay. or, or i'm sorry i'm sorry well the, so they have the masked raider who's a, a guy a, like an actual person okay a fella uh fella. Who, who he's the one that rides out on the horse at the yes. start of the game and then there is a uh, raider red is their guy that kind of looks like yosemite sam so yeah you have a big stat you have a big doll of raider red and toss him on there and then hypno toad can like be dressed up as a cowboy and toss hypno toad on there that yeah i mean like yeah. hypno toad you could like really do some like trippy glass with some lights and like have him actually like no, yes. like yes. causing seizures. I'm in. <laughs> um, all right, we've kept you guys here way Texas too long. Christian University here at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> After the most recent win over the Red Raiders. Right. Oh, did, did TCU win the uh, saddle trophy? Well, you know, we've had about Let, let's 10 check kids. The, let's check the Dallas Fort Worth hospitals. Right. 10 out. kids hospitalized <laughs> with seizures because of uh, Hypnofrog on the saddle. Yeah. See, I mean, oh. this writes itself. This is a good one. Uh, this is good. I'm gonna I'm gonna slap the muscles on this episode. This is a good one. <laughs> uh, and that's gonna do it for us this week, guys. Uh, follow us on Instagram at whiskers.whiskies and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, don't forget our Saturday morning pick'em posts. We are um, well over halfway, nearing the end. It is going to be a tight run, and really because of our uh, risk it for the biscuit bets, no one's out of it. Anyone can really um, have a big week or a bad week, depending on if if you risk it. So. Also, check out our new website, whiskerswhiskeys.com. That's where the college football preview bracket is. If you want to reference that, we will um, revisit it for a second time after the conference championships. And also, that is where our ultimate sports travelogue is located. So, join us next week when we talk about Bedlam for the last time in the foreseeable future. Uh, for Mike, I'm EJ. Always remember, too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barely enough. Cheers, boys.